Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of... Woke and Free! Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 203rd episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week we are discussing... 10 things to know about ancient Egyptian history. But before we dive deep into the subject, a couple of things to go over. First, have you downloaded this new episode on WokenFree.com through the Podbean app? If not, make sure you do that because that is the best way to show support. Plus, it's how you're able to join the conversation because through the app, you're able to add your comments, your thoughts. You can tell us if what surprised you, what things were, you know, things you knew about ancient Egyptian history and beyond, guys. So make sure you do that. Now, for instance, if you can't download a new app, a couple of tears may, you know, come out of my eyes, your eyes, Khalil's eyes, KJ's eyes. I mean, you know, a couple of sadness. <laughs> Maybe. But what you can do is make sure you go to WokenFree.com, go to the Listen tab, and make sure you're subscribed and following the show on whatever platforms you're listening to this on. So, for instance, we get a lot of love on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play. Of course, we're looking to continue to grow our YouTube channel, so make sure you're subscribed and following there. SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, it's a woken free world, guys. So definitely make sure you're following and subscribing on whatever platform you're catching this on. Now, also, if you go to wokenfree.com and you go to click on subscribe to the show via email, that's wonderful because you'll get email notifications every single week for the new episode. You can easily encourage your friends and family to do the same and also send them those emails. So make sure you do that. For social media, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, at Woken Free. We'd love to see and, uh, you know, have some support there. And then lastly, if you have 90 seconds, yes, 90 seconds, you can review the show again on any of the platforms you're catching this on. So go to the Listen tab on WokenFree.com and pick your place where you want to review the show. And with that, I'm going to kick it to you, Khalil. That's a good job you did. Uh, That's one thing I can say. Thank you. I think KJ agrees, too. Maybe he does. It's hard to say for sure, though. No smiles yet, so we'll see. All right. But (laughs) before we actually start this conversation, we like to share a little bit about ourselves. Last time we asked, would you rather put a spider or ice cubes down your booze shirt? This week, we're asking, would you rather make a mean person cry or a sweet person laugh? How bizarre of a question is this? But it doesn't actually yeah. surprise me from you. So that's Yeah, awesome. because this is not from my heart. This uh, may be from your heart. Hardly. It hardly. seems like something you would contemplate, though. I think you're, like, really, like, stretching things here. All right. You don't like to think <laughs> about the psychology of people and I how you can treat them. I love the psychology of people, but this question's bizarre and pointless. There's probably a point to it, though. It's a data point, nonetheless. True. That is true. So to address the, the statement here. I would say uh, I don't like to see people cry, even if mean people are crying, because crying uh, just invokes kind of this innate desire for me to then cry. So I would have to go with option two here, which is to make a sweet person laugh. And quite interesting. I'd love to know how a sweet person is defined here. But I think that's <laughs> a side note and we don't have time for that. But yeah, then yes. you're looking too deep into this question. Probably, probably. It's not going on those type of levels. How about you? What's your Mine answer? would be pretty easy. I definitely would do the sweet person because mm. the sweet person is going to be easy to make them laugh. Why would I want to mm. mess with this mean person just to make them cry? I don't know. To me, that that'll be more work, and it's not beneficial to me. It's me going to a negative 
level and I don't need to do that. Yep. I'd rather go to like a positive space. Yeah. Love that. And you do that when you make this person laugh. Mm-hmm. It's joy for everybody. Love it. And we could bring joy to everyone's heart by bringing them information as well, I right? Would you say that? With your transitions. You yep. don't think, you don't think not? Mm-hmm. All right. I just think it's something that people should know that mm-hmm. there's different information you can learn yep. about societies that we didn't know before. Okay. But I got to ask you specifically because maybe you can tell the Woken Free Nation this. Mm-hmm. What are 10 things to know about ancient Egyptian history specifically? I love it. I love it. Okay. So we're going to break it down. I think I'm going to do five and you're going to do five just to make this, uh, you know, a, a Woken Free If you want to, we could and do so that. For me, five things I found that were really interesting come from History Extra. And so one out of the gate would be not everyone was mummified, which totally surprised me. Uh, the site goes on to say the mummy an eviscerated, dried and bandaged corpse has become a defining Egyptian artifact. Yet mummification was an expensive and time consuming process. Exactly. KJ, he's piping in here, guys. So welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Free Nation, to Thoughts from Our Son. When it comes to the mummification, it was reserved for the more wealthy members of society. The vast majority of Egypt's dead were buried in simple pits in the desert. Did not know that. Did you? Yeah, I knew about that. I learned mm-hmm. that. I don't remember when, though, but I did learn that in school. Oh, okay. So I actually knew that one. Interesting. So the next one was Egyptian women had equal rights with men. Also a surprise to me, in Egypt, men and women of equivalent social statuses were treated as equals in the eyes of the law. This meant that women could own, earn, buy, sell, and inherit property. They could live unprotected by male guardians, and if widowed or divorced, could raise their own children. They could bring cases before and be punished by the law courts, and they were expected to deputize for an absent husband in matters of business. Totally, totally new to me. Uh, also, everyone in ancient Egypt were was expected to marry with husbands and wives being allocated complementary but opposite roles within the marriage. The wife, the mistress of the house, was responsible for all internal domestic matters. She raised the children and ran the household while her husband, the dominant partner in the marriage, played the external wage-earning role. So... That's typical okay. to me. That was a traditional part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next, the king of Egypt could be a woman. Totally rad information there. Uh, ideally, the king of Egypt would be the son of the previous king, but this was not always possible, and the coronation ceremony had the power to convert the most unlikely candidate into an unassailable king. So women there taking the role. Yeah. And uh, essentially, the site goes on to say the most successful of these female rulers Hat, how do you say that? Hatsaput? I don't know how to say that. Hatsaput? Hatsaput, yeah. Ruled Egypt for more than 20 prosperous years. So, did not know that. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I heard about that. Okay. That so women could be kings in Egypt. I heard about the, these things. Okay. Yeah. Next, the Great Pyramid was not built by slaves. Totally blew my mind. Uh, goes on to say, the classical historian Herod. Tus? Herodotus. Herodotus believed that the Great Pyramid had been built by a hundred thousand slaves. His image of men, women, and children desperately toiling in the harshest of conditions has proved remarkably popular with modern film producer. How, however, it was wrong. Uh, archaeological evidence indicates that the Great Pyramid was in fact built by a workforce of five thousand permanent salaried employees and up to twenty thousand temporary workers. These workers were free men summoned under the corvée system of national service to put in a three or four month shift on the building site before returning home. They were housed in a temporary camp near the pyramid where they received payment in the form of food, drink, medical attention, and for those who died on duty, burial in the nearby cemetery. All right. I didn't know that one. Totally interesting. Yep. Now on history.com, another thing I saw that was super interesting was ancient Egyptians loved board games. 
This was fantastic. That uh, seems like something you made up. Exactly. Exactly. Nope. But this was on history.com. They go in to say, after a long day of work uh, along the Nile River, Egyptians often relax by playing board games. Several different games were played, including Mehen and Dogs and Jackals. But perhaps the most popular was a game of chance known as Senet. This pastime dates back as far as 3500 BC and was played on a long board painted with 30 squares. Each player had a set of pieces that were moved along the board according to the rolls of dice or the throwing sticks. Historians still debate Sinet's exact rules, exactly KJ, but there is little doubt of the game's popularity. Paintings depict Queen Nefertiti playing Sinet and pharaohs like... Tutankhamen. Tutankhamen even had game boards buried with them in their tombs. So those were my five facts. Blew my mind. Nefertari? Who? Nefertari, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I don't know if that was the Nefertiti. Nefertari, yeah. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Those were definitely some good stuff that you had there. Yeah. I was like... a couple that I didn't know. Loved... The history lesson. And for guys. you, you didn't know any of those, didn't right? Didn't know all a that single was, lick of the All that was brand new to you, and you went through brand history class, too. spanking new to me. You've taken as many history classes as I have, and that's and interesting. No different amount of information. Yeah. But no, but some of this information wasn't taught in school. I, I mean, I don't remember that being discussed at all. But yeah. yeah. The only <laughs> one was, I think, the one that women could be... Th- Kings, the kings, yeah, that, that was actually taught, yeah. But the board games, the equal rights between women and men, it's like, whoa, not all of them were mummified. I mean, that's yeah. just like super cool stuff there. So now I'm really excited. What are your facts? Yeah, mine are really done? exciting because mine go a whole different way than yours. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and I have a, and I did, I definitely didn't know the, well, I didn't know most of these that I'm going to put. I'll tell yeah. the ones that I knew, but I, I found on this website, Museum Facts, that Egypt's pharaohs, they used to ejaculate into the Nile in hopes what? of a good harvest. <laughs> you have problems. <laughs> I don't, I didn't, I just saw that. I, it was, I didn't realize that. I didn't know I'm they gonna, did that. I, like, I'm going to pray for you. I, I didn't guess that. You're out of your mind. If that's I, what, the, you came out of the game. But one, no one knows that though. I mean, no who knows it? I've never heard that before. <laughs> that's history that should lay <laughs> But it, it's very interesting. That is nasty. They had this thing called the men's feast and that's where oh, the general yeah. public and the ruling pharaoh would perform the holy rite. When he got to the shore, the pharaoh would remove his clothes and ejaculate so that his semen reached the river. The men from the public would do the same. The Egyptians believed that by this ritual, the Nile would bless them with a good harvest. Did people buy, bathe in this Nile? Every They drank. It was everything. And it, there was people they, ejaculating in there? They used it for the crops. But it's only it's not like they did it continuously. And remember what happens Nasty. to it. It probably goes there and it just it go, it sinks to the bottom Nasty. of the water. For like Aren't crocodiles, there in there? they can eat it or something. I don't know. Nasty. I don't know. I think it's. It probably gets gets destroyed Shameful. and disintegrates Shameful. after a while. It, do, it doesn't survive. That and women long. saw like people saw them doing this out in the street. Now I don't know all that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, how do you look like? I and mean, that's. But crazy. he was there with other, you know, citizens. And everyone doing that. The pharaoh was there. Crazy. Yeah, and they you all can't. just said, "Look, we'll join in too. We'll help you out, pharaoh." Because I guess this does like, something. I can't. Like, you guys, you're lucky it's this an is interesting a thing. and you can't see my face right now. Because that's yeah. just, I can't. That's a real interesting like, one. And to say that as your first like fact is amazing, too. But the second one might get you happy, though, um, at least. The second one might make me puke. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Women use crocodile dung and honey to avoid pregnancy. I was right. <laughs> How did I know myself quite so well? How did you excuse know yourself? Me. Yeah, excuse me while I go puke, guys. No, yeah. isn't that like, doesn't that make you amazed? It makes you think, wow, why can't I follow Crocodile their traditions? Crocodile dung and honey. Yeah. And did they shove it up their hoo-ha? What did they do? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll let you know because. Okay. So they had this Egyptian Cahoon gynecological 
papyrus. Yeah. And on that was medical records. And it actually tells us what the ancient people of Egypt used as a contraception. Mm -hmm. The acidity of the manure, it acted like a spermicide. And then on the other hand, any bugs in it would be killed by the honey, which is actually an antibacterial. So they did shove it in there. Yeah. So that's where it would go there because look at the properties that it has. God bless. Isn't that funny? But when you combine it, it's actually not that bad for you. I I mean, there's there's better contraceptives, but that's good for the day. Was this before they had the sexy time? They would shove that up there, or was it after? Oh, good question. How long did it have to be in there? Yeah, how long did it have to be in there? How much did they use too? And then how did they clean it? Like they went in the Nile. Were they full? Well, they cleaned. And I think they had indoor. They had indoor plumbing, so they could take like baths indoors. Yeah, they had that kind of stuff, so they didn't have to bathe directly there. That piece of fact just opens up a whole world of like. So how did the process work exactly? Like yeah, I'm not. I mean, it's going to be hard for anybody to say for sure, right? Because they're they're an ancient society so you'd have to go deep and like read yeah, through there and interpret like, a remnant smell of that too on you like that's just gross like, it's yeah because yeah, i don't know how the guys feel about it i guess it was a different time because it so. might have just smelt in general right mm, mm, i don't mm, uh, yeah i don't know the perfume status of mm, ancient mm, egyptians mm, i'm not mm, sure but i mm. they probably did have perfumes too that's when different. they wanted to smell good but I, I don't know that information that would have been an interesting fact to okay. find out and according to african history most of the skeletons of the ancient Egyptians, they actually had characteristics similar to those of modern black Nubians and other people of the upper Nile in East Africa. Okay. Compared to with what you'll see in our films that how oh, they show Egyptians. How they look different. Yeah. yeah you, you know how the films more show Egyptians. Of, uh, they, yeah. Like they show them maybe more like Arabic kind of looks yeah, and kind then of narrow features. And maybe more some Persians and, they can yeah. show, but they don't show them looking like as West more, Africans yeah, or yeah. East Africans. They don't show them as black no, Nubians. Yeah, never. Egyptian from a media from a movie we never yeah. see that you think of them as a like a different type like more like South African looking as opposed to yeah like Nigerian or yeah they don't yeah, yeah you might think they were Middle Eastern at yeah, most yeah, though you wouldn't like say yeah you wouldn't say that's someone from East Africa but if you actually look at the skeletons they're that's very similar to okay. the people that live in those know. areas yeah. so that that's good to know and then even the Egyptian pharaoh Tutankhamun and family analysis by DNA tribes found that Sub-Saharan Africans are the closest living relatives to the mummies. Mm, okay. So that, that's something to know, you know. Again, absolutely. I don't know if everybody knows that ancient Egyptians are just older mm-hmm. Africans. Sure. That's, yeah, absolutely. It's, let's be real, people. They're not some different... Like, people, what I've seen online is some people not, said, oh, yeah. you know, we can't talk about race when we go back to ancient ancient Egypt, times yeah. because ancient people, they existed before then. They have no race. But first of all, we know races is a fiction. So yeah, a you can apply a race to anything you want because it doesn't mean anything. It's a Correct. fake thing. But if we're going to apply that, we can apply it back. We can go back to the beginning of human history and be like, well, guess what? Everybody's black because the True. first humans were black, black right? we talked about that, guys. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, ancient. Just So to put it clear, the ancient Egyptians were black. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what the information is showing. And we've done analyses that showed that. Mm-hmm. Now, according to History Extra, Egyptian actually had the highest birth rate in the ancient world. I didn't oh, know that. It's more than any so other societies. Okay. Yeah, just they, they, yeah, they were very fertile somehow. Mm-hmm. See, they'll get that dunk stuff. Maybe it did good. Oh, I don't know. Gosh. Maybe yes. it helped. I'm not sure. Mm. And then a good one just to, to know, and this is more modern stuff. And yeah, I just kind of found out now mm-hmm. is that, and you could find there's a lot of sources for this, but I just, I just referenced this one because I like the person's content. Mm-hmm. And it's according to comedic centered living, ancient Egyptians, they actually believed in one God, Interesting. not the many gods that were always shown, you know, they have all these gods. 
Truly, yeah. they believed in one God. You are now listening to Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. A podcast about being real and honest. So originally, Egyptologists, they erroneously interpreted the symbolic representations of the Netter... Oh, the Netcheru as the word gods, like mm. plural, but the Netru, plural, were not gods, but it was actually universal principles or laws. It was not gods. Like, so Egyptologists, they got it they wrong. It up, yeah. yeah. And so now people think they were, that they, they had like, multiple. In, like, well, yeah, they showed like, they show these different, different things, but those were just yeah. like laws that actually were symbolism. They're very symbolistic people. Yeah, they weren't, absolutely. It, it, it's kind of like when, when you come with a preconception, you kind of will put that on the people, even though that, that wasn't their belief system. Mm-hmm. So people messed up right that. They came with the biases. And didn't interpret what they were seeing correctly. Very interesting. So now it begs the question, did any of these facts surprise you? I think we talked a little bit about it, but let's break it down for folks. The most surprising thing that I found out is that mm-hmm. they weren't polytheistic, as many people believe today. Gotcha. That's, to me, that is nuts. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying before, when you look back at history, people are doing interpretation using their modern belief. They're yeah. not thinking about, all right, let me come with a, a blank set of mine and not mm-hmm. put anything that and I believe. And bias and thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah, let yeah. me just see what's happened. Let me just kind of read the data, see what's mm-hmm. going on, and try to make connections on then. What people do is they look at, what's well, what are we at now? Yeah. All right, so how did we get here? So maybe they were on that uh, same sure. kind of line, yeah. even though actually, no. And the Egyptologists, they just didn't know that deities were illusions of laws mm-hmm. and they weren't these spooky beings in the sky that mm-hmm. people believed in. That, that, that wasn't part of their beliefs. Yeah, that makes sense. And I would say for me, the most surprising, I mean, you definitely shocked me with some of those, uh, uh, really disgusting physical <laughs> attributes that were uh, used back oh. in the day. But I would say still, like, as the feminist in me, what really surprised me and also, like, warmed my heart, I would say, was the equalization of power between men and women in Egypt. Because I think it's interesting in modern-day society how that is such an issue in this country and <laughs> uh, our society to be able to have an equal playing field between men and women. Yet back in the day, back, back in the day, day, somehow the Egyptians got it right. So it's like, it, to me, it makes me think, you know, how could we be so progressive at one point in our history in ancient history and be still so backwards today? So that to me seems like, Hey, let's, let's take a kind of a page out of their book because they got something right there. Right. And so maybe yeah. we could just because I think that the kind of unequal power between men and women just because certain people have a bias to think that women are not as capable or not as uh, powerful today as men is, you know, A, deeply disheartening and deeply disgusting. Uh, and I'd like to see that change in the future. I mean, as, as a mom growing and raising a son, I definitely will teach him about the power and the beauty and the and the amazement of what women can do in this world. And I, I just wish, it, you know, I, I hope for a future where we can be more similar to what we did in our past. Instead <laughs> of the, the fake pseudoscience that I came up with. Mm-hmm. That somehow women are inferior to men. Yeah, exactly. And that's still playing out till exactly. these days. To this day, and it's which it not doesn't make any it has it's, no founding. It's not based on anything. Women, you know, the truth is powerful. women <laughs> women invented math, but we don't yeah, you know, exactly. people don't want to go there though. They just want to say yeah. Oh yeah, women, I mean they're just they can't do much. They need the man to do the stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Like there's some crazy stuff that people used to say and still say today. Exactly. And it's like, Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
women are human and Deserve they respect. are actually the smarter <laughs> counterparts. And the like, creators of life. So can we... We like, could say men are more... Ah, the, okay, we, we could just be honest and say men are more savage than women. That's, I mean, true people that, might say that, it's sexist, but to me, that's a true statement. Except for our son. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. That's all um, I know. I can't touch that. Mm. But why is it actually important to learn any of these facts about ancient Egypt? Absolutely. So again, whether you're a person of color or not, uh, which is a loaded statement in itself. <laughs> but yeah. at the end of the day, uh, understanding your history helps you learn how to progress and grow in for your future. And as people of color, it is always empowering to understand wh- what your roots are. So if you happen to be a person of color and happen to be a black person, then this is information that's going to make you say, huh. That's cool. That's a part of my history. Even if you don't happen to be genetically Egyptian, you are black and your African history <laughs> shows you that we were quite dynamic, quite in- innovative and quite powerful, which makes you know, hey, if that's where I come from, then what's the power and the glory and the greatness that you can do? Right. So it's self-empowerment. But then also it's just important to understand contextually the world you live in and what people did before your time, uh, whether you happen to relate to this community or not but it's just i think it's empowerment knowledge and uh enlightenment okay that's some good reasons to learn (laughs) these facts definitely Mm -hmm. i just think it's really hard to know how as a people can we move forward when you're not clear about where you came from yeah it's good to learn the history and the context because Mm -hmm. the more that we garner from the past the more we can be inspired and motivated on how to shape our future we'll say like wow so our people were able to create something that we can't even create today. Like mm. we have no idea how they did that and they didn't have the technologies that exist right now. Yep. That's kind of amazing to know instead of going by the history that we learned where our, we, where our, we know our history is not even valid, right? Mm-hmm. It's not counted. It didn't yep. contribute to society at all. But when you actually learn that, it's very inspirational. Yeah. And then I think also people, I was mentioning before, they look at ancient people as separate from modern day humans but to me that's crazy it's like saying that generation x are a different type of humans than millennials Mm -hmm. it does that doesn't make any sense so i think it just gives us some context about these ancient civilizations as we like to call them exactly here we go yo here we go yo so what's 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 the scenario it's scenario time guys (laughs) yeah scenario one Haya is interested in practicing using contraceptives like the ancient Egyptians. Should she use the same materials they use or consult doctors first to see if it is safe to do so? You're out of your mind. It's a it's an excellent question for anyone that listened to this. Because we have to just, you know, we gotta be careful. Where is someone going to get crocodile dung? It's probably not that hard if you live in Florida. I knew you were gonna say that too. I knew (laughs) that's why KJ is like, what and what and what? Exactly, my son. (laughs) <laughs> he's saying you can go somewhere closer i don't he's know you can go somewhere <laughs> that's where he's saying. oh go yeah tennessee yeah exactly there we go okay. i forgot <laughs> so i would say for this uh the you know it's the so best a thing. lot of things are ringing in my mind and the number one thing would be to definitely consult a modern day medical professional who can help assist you with your contraceptive needs. All right. uh, that would be my number one go-to. But I would say there is 
room for holistic approaches to contraceptions as well. But I always do recommend speaking with someone who's an expert in the field who can give you their advice and their thoughts on it for your specific biological needs, because every female body and every body is different. Uh, so not every contraceptive works the best for everyone. But yes, first speak with a medical professional. And then if you want to get a little bit more holistic or think outside of the box, not necessarily to the extent of what ancient Egyptians did, but still a little bit maybe, you know, left. Oh, wow. Uh, again, I'm okay. I'm not using croco- crocodile dung. I don't know what other people can do for themselves. <laughs> Remember, there's but, honey in it, too. You're being yeah, unfair. Yeah, that's amazing. Yep. Because okay. you forget the most important but part. If you don't have the honey, you're in trouble. Is what's your answer? But my answer probably, it may surprise you, it may not, but I say, and I only give one point, I say mm-hmm. definitely you just need to consult the doctor. Okay. And the reason I say that is because we're not medical doc, like doctors exactly. and we're not in the field, so we You're can't get, industry, we can't yeah. give you medical advice. We can't tell you yeah. like, hey, you should do this. So if I, if I was somehow in that type of situation mm-hmm. or if I was recommending to like, my, if I had a daughter, yeah. I would say you definitely need to go to the doctor. Don't just mm-hmm. take this information that you heard that happened. Because yeah. what if they were wrong too? Whoever found that information, exactly. I mean, what if the source was wrong? I mean, now we're you're hoping just that spread it's a whole bunch of dung on yourself. That's yeah, and then you try it and you're like, it just burned. You know, yeah. what if that happens? But you have it honey burns. too, so it's going to be nice and sticky in there, and then you might not be able to clean it out. I mean, it's it's crazy. Oh, you got to be careful. It's like putting gorilla glue in your hair just to make it stick. You're shameful. Why would you you're do it? Trifling. I can't. But why would you do it though? That type of shade is different. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> Consult a doctor shade. before using stuff in See, your hair so like that. Yes, me agree. <laughs> See, yeah, I just say stick with the the medical field on I this. KJ's taking no too, right, son? Yeah, yeah. I, I I know you say go holistic. I was, don't even go holistic I, there. I, I don't like, agree. I, in I that. always say you can be open to it, but definitely start <laughs> with, contraceptives. Start with oh, man. Western medicine first. And then open in terms it up. of this, because yeah. that that's extreme to me. Same thing. To yeah. put when you're putting stuff internally, you gotta be more internally. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. a little extreme. That's you a gotta. Bit different. Yeah. Let's be really careful with this stuff. If you value it, I mean, just <laughs> yeah, be careful. If you don't value it, then you throw it out the window. It doesn't matter. Though. You're shameful. But scenario two, Naturi is arguing with a friend about what race the ancient Egyptians were. Her friend says that they could not be black because they were people that existed a long time ago. Therefore, they have no race. What would you tell them about the ancient Egyptians? First of all, we would say uh, that this person needs to listen to WokenFree.com and they need to understand uh, contextually where did life begin? We had an episode around that as well. And life began in Africa. Woohoo! Hope the bells are ringing. Uh, and yeah. uh, and were those... So to be black or to be African, however you want to label it, is yes, the Egyptians were black uh, because they were African and life began in Africa. So yes, that it is what it is. But contextually, how you define race or if you want to think outside. I mean, I, I don't even understand what this argument is about, but what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I saw that online. People oh, were wow. arguing that the Egyptians could not be black, white, mm-hmm. any of what we label race today because race did not exist back then. But oh, okay. like, again, race is just a fake concept. It doesn't yeah. really mean anything. It's It's a grouping that we just came up with, but it's based off of just looks. It's not really based yeah. off of genetics. That's the gotcha. funny thing. It's not a science. Race isn't a science, even. It's race. a construct, then. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's, a, it's a weird construct, too, though. It's not... Well, it's arbitrary in point. Yeah, it's though. very arbitrary. So you can... Technically, you can choose your race. I mean, people don't want to go there. I mean, we're... Yeah. But like, it, that's how it works, though. You yeah. can. It, it's loaded, but it literally, at least in the U.S., mm-hmm. you can go in the census, and I can check whatever I want. Yeah. I can identify as any race I want. So races, it's arbitrary. So gotcha. that's the problem here. And but the thing is, to say they have no race, then no one has no race now either, right? You can say that. But the truth yeah. is, 
we're gonna we're gonna go by a grouping. We're gonna call them black because that's yeah. what they were. If you if they were around today, an Egyptian was standing here, you would not know them versus Nasir Jones, right? That would mm-hmm. just he would look like the Sphinx. <laughs> the Sphinx. That's okay. what it looks like. It looked like people that you see. <laughs> like they yeah, got the nice. same features. It's the and same he has thing. That cool album yeah, he has that. Yeah, he yeah, has yeah, the same awesome. features as the Egyptians. Like let's that's be good. real. <laughs> so if you saw them right yeah. now standing, you'd be like, yeah, of course that's a black person. <laughs> you wouldn't, there's no argument there. Yes. So I tell them, yeah, ancient Egyptians were Africans. Let's be honest. They were Michael Jackson. They were Nas. They were us. They yeah. Were, they yes. were all of our peoples you see today. Combined. Nothing. It. it is what it is. Love it, love it. Scenario three. Ahmad is practicing for an upcoming debate about women in ancient cultures. He wants to know if ancient Egyptians were feminists or did they subjugate women like many modern day societies do today? They definitely were feministic because they had the equalization of power, right? According to some of the sources we talked about today. So, uh, yes, that would be more feministic in nature. However, to your point, right? History is, uh, there's always going to be missing elements. So, you know, yeah. and we did talk about the fact that there were still some kind of some type of traditionalism in the relationships as to so how men and women men were, go out were seen and do stuff. in their relationships. So yeah, so that that piece of it wasn't necessarily the most progressive or yeah, uh, it was feministic sad. in nature. But at the end of the day, uh, I do think that having women have the ability to appear in court, to be able to raise their children, to be able to speak for themselves and to be seen as equal, at least on the same social class level, is still more progressive than how we are how we operate today. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's to call them feminists. I would, I, from my point of view, nature, right? I would I would call them feminists because I would say they did view women as equal, and, and I know messed up societal status. Yeah, status the only thing that. they did, and and this is the stance I take. It's like if if you're gonna have a task done where you got to lift a hundred pounds, are you gonna send? This woman, are you going to send the man that's stronger? That's yeah. all I'm saying. So that that's the only thing I think that they were doing. Like they're going to just go by the obvious. The man has more testosterone. So he could lift that hundred pound bag easy. Why am I sending but the woman to do now. that? We don't know how the future stands because you know if women start to maybe take more testosterone or be able to do more. But then we're talking different. Yeah, yeah. Then well, if, the world yeah. Is, could be a different place. Yeah, if men so. showed me those big muscles, then I won't say anything. But. As it stands now. You mean men, if women showed you those big muscles? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the That's women awesome. would have to show because men, so it doesn't matter. Like yeah, so if there's a bodybuilder yeah. woman, yeah, she's going to go out and do the hard do labor. The thing, yeah. She can be the construction worker because, yeah, she got the muscles to do it and probably yeah. the stamina. But I just think ancient Egyptians, they they just treated people equal. They didn't say you're a different type of person. They just looked at you and said, it looks like this is a task you can do. You mm-hmm. can do that. And women, and women got seen, that. If there's more. Yeah, there know, may be more. There might more be more that shows it. Understood, but, yeah. but I don't think they were like, you know, anything like the societies that we see today yeah, and how they yeah, treat yeah, women yeah, and that yeah, women have absolutely. to stay here and that kind of stuff. I don't, mm-hmm. that is not an Egyptian yeah, thing. Yeah, they definitely seem more progressive. Yeah, definitely. They let women do a lot. Like it's, women had to fight for the right to vote in the United States. Yeah. That didn't happen in ancient Egypt. That's crazy. I know. Well, that's a whole <laughs> yeah, other episode. That's some crazy stuff. With that, it looks like we are at that time again. Oh my goodness. It's coming to the end of our 203rd episode of... Woke and free. Quite the episode discussing 10 things to know about ancient Egyptian history. So we hope that you guys were inspired, motivated, and also enlightened by what we discussed today. Now make sure you what? Well, you could come back next week. <laughs> and then you can enjoy the new Woke and Free Wednesday episode, right? 
Absolutely. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. And now, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, make sure you submit a topic for an upcoming episode. Definitely hit us up on our contact us page at WokenFree.com. That is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. As you know, we had our son, KJ. So things are wonderfully crazy. Bear with us. But as we look through all submissions, we'll see who's a good fit potentially. And then, of course, we'd love to have you on. Now, when it comes to hitting us up on social media, please find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, at Woken Free. And if you are interested in sponsorships or collaborations, go to our contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.